Hey, it's Lori from Hike. So it's been a minute since I have dropped an episode, but I want you to know it's for good reason. I've been on vacation, enjoying life a little, and, you know, spending time with loved ones, what we all should try to do, and even getting a little bit out on the trail as well. So here we go. We're going to get back into season seven. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to Lee, also known as Boots on the Trail. And we're going to talk about how he's put together a hike for healing initiative. It's an annual hike that promotes ongoing awareness to strive towards healing of divisions. And I'm really happy to be bringing this topic to my podcast and to share it with all of you. So let's get to this conversation and get to know Lee on this episode of Hike. I am here with Lee. Nice to have you and nice to meet you. I'm so happy to be here, Lori. Thank you. So for the listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, where you're at, and um, your background in hiking. Um, Sure. Uh, Well, as you said, my name is Lee, otherwise known as Boots, uh, as my trail name, and uh, you'll find me Boots on the Trail on YouTube and socials, that sort of thing. Um, I am originally from L.A., and if you don't know where that's at, that is lower Alabama. Uh, And uh, (laughs) I I now reside in North Carolina in the Charlotte area. Uh, My parents introduced me like so many do to um, hiking and camping at a very, very young age. Um, We traveled to the Smokies for vacation a a lot. We would go and camp for a week and go hiking in that area. Uh, My parents decided when I was five, though, that they shouldn't be together anymore, but they both still love the mountains. Uh, So I got two trips a year to the mountains for summer vacation uh, and that really is what introduced me to hiking in the outdoors. Well, fast forward a bunch of years, uh, and I moved to the Asheville, North Carolina area uh, right after college in 2020. And as many people know, Asheville is a mecca for outdoor enthusiasts. Um, so I wound up doing a lot more uh, hiking and other outdoor activities as it was so convenient. Um, I actually wound up uh at that time as a hike guide around the area, leading and guiding hikes in the Smokies, um, up and down the Blue Ridge Parkway, Linville Gorge wilderness areas, um, that sort of thing. Uh, Absolutely fabulous. Uh, And my time there, I was a firefighter for the city of Asheville for a while. So I had a lot of free time. I had a four day off in a row. um, And if that fell in the middle of the week, uh, that was wonderful. I could just go right the parkway, you know, by myself and, and kind of get out and do a lot of what I wanted in that way. So that was absolutely wonderful at that time. But as you know, uh, life happens. Um, and several years pass that include uh, building a family, several moves, uh, a fairly significant injury to one of my legs, other health issues that came along, just life. Right. Um so hiking and outdoors just changed for me, um, and I found myself really not in that space much anymore um, based on my own limitations and just life. You know, kids have things, you go and do those things uh, instead. 
Um, until a few years ago, um, really just a couple of years ago, I finally got a medical release from my doctor and began hiking and exploring the outdoors again. Um, I have dropped about 45 pounds since, so that helps a lot. And now I routinely do uh, 20 plus mile day hikes. Well, um, that's what I really uh... like to do. That's come a long way, right? Like if you're saying, because 20 mile a day hikes is, <laughs> is not just something to, you know, well, it's just, you know, 20, 20 mile, like, and you're doing this. Um, are you still in the, you said you're in the North Carolina area still, or where are you at now? Yeah. So I moved back several years ago. I'm in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Okay. So, you know, you have access, Charlotte's great. Cause you have access, what, a couple hours to the mountains, and then you also can go to the coast. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we're kind of right here in the middle of the state. And there's some uh, great hiking right in the Piedmont too, in the middle of the state as well. So really kind of surrounding. So yeah, the 20 mile day hikes you're doing aren't necessarily, you know, these flat, uh, you know, nature parks, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Right, right. You're not doing like the forest service road that's just flat and, you know, big gravel. Um, <sighs> yeah. But I want to touch on, you know, you were talking about you had a stint, you know, as a firefighter and uh, and not knowing what else, you know, you've done in, in your life job wise. But that's a very stressful job, uh, I would think, you know, kind of dealing with a lot of stuff. Right. Like, you know, uh, yeah. You know, it is. And especially in the Asheville area, um, it's more than just fighting fires. We were all EMTs as well. So we ran a lot of medical calls. Um, there's two major rivers that run through town with the Swannanoa River and the French Broad River. Uh, so there was some river rescue. Um, all of the firefighters there were uh, water rescue certified and trained um, for that as well. Uh, you know, fairly routine in season. We get called out for um, to assist with a kayaker that's stuck in a low head dam or something to that effect. You know, that's kind of an extreme of that, but you know, a, a lot of variety in that, um, you know, uh, we were all uh, rescue technicians as well to uh, really be trained to deal with the, the mountainous terrain um, and for uh, people that are enjoying the outdoors um, that kind of get in a bad situation there as well. Yeah. So because I was thinking, you know, for me, a lot of times I, you know, you go hiking for stress relief, really, you know, so I could see uh, you wanting, you know, kind of that break and, you know, being able to oh, get out in nature and to kind of get that peace back into your life. Um, yeah. Well, and that's really when, um, I really hadn't done a lot of solo hiking before then. Um, and you're absolutely right. That's when I, you know, especially in the middle of the week when I had days off, um, I would, was able to go and do that. And I started to do a lot more, solo things and that, that's where you really do find a, a lot more peace you get to clear clear mind clear head um so that was um hadn't really thought about it until you mentioned it like that but that was a, a good time and a good way to do that yeah and um and then which kind of references into um i'll have to i'll have to do a screenshot of sorts so you know i can share uh, the screen, but, you know, originally when you first came on, I, I was like, oh, I love that shirt, you know, that you're wearing. And I see if you can <laughs> oh, pull it, it says hike for healing, um, which is your passion project, your passion, right? So, I mean, it just all comes yeah. together, right? You know, you're talking about, um, you know, going through things, 
uh, coming out on the other side and, uh, and using the outdoors as, you know, that place uh, for healing. So um, I, I, I want to hear more of that, you know, what, what kind of prompted you to focus on the healing aspect? And, um, you know, how are you, uh, I guess, encouraging others in that now? Um, well, healing is something that that started uh, last year, um, and this will probably take a, a bit different direction than most people would think based on our conversation at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the very first hikes that I did when I started hiking again um, was to climb and summit Mount Lakot in the Smokies. You know, Crown Jewel, the Smokies, you know, 6,500 feet. Uh, big hike, big views, um, and my now oftentimes hiking partner, his name is Steps. Uh, this was our first trip together, our first hike together, and we were both very out of shape um, mm-hmm. at that time, but we were also very determined to do this. So our first hike together was Mount Lacant by way of climbing the Bullhead Trail. Uh, it absolutely wore us out. Uh, we did it. Um, but it, it, it wore us out so bad that when we finally got to the top, Steps took an hour-long nap, and that's not an exaggeration. Um, I didn't know we could nap on trail. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lacan's special. It's got a lodge up there. He just laid down on the one of the porches of the lodge there uh, and, and did that. Um, we didn't make it back until after sunset. We finished in the dark. Um, about 12 hours total time for us to complete it. And we were sore for several days after such. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though on that, we both decided that we wanted more, mm-hmm. right? You know, this is a life that I used to have um, and things I used to be able to do. Uh, we both enjoyed it still. So we planned a few trips, uh, did some more hiking together. Um, and I had heard of this crazy challenge called the Tour de la Cotte. Uh, the Tour de la Cotte is, for those that don't know, hiking all six trails that sum at Mount Lacotte in less than 24 hours. So this totals around uh, 45 miles, give or take, with nearly 11,000 feet of elevation gain, uh, you know, cumulative there. Um, at the time, less than 100 people had completed this challenge, and uh, I convinced steps that one day we would we would probably do this he told me i was crazy (laughs) i readily agreed with him uh but i I couldn't get it out of my mind so uh and then i'll kind of come back to that in a moment if that's right um and it'll kind of tie together so my family my immediate family is a multiracial family um, we've personally experienced issues with race, unfortunately. Uh, you try to protect your kids from some of the crazy things in this world, uh, but racism is one thing that just is, it really is just about everywhere. Uh, it, it just is. Uh, a couple of years ago, of course, we had the, the George Floyd incident and social injustice and prejudice became front page news again. There's a lot of talk about it, a lot of conversation there. Uh, but then after a while, that waned a bit, um, but the issues really still remained. And these were conversations that we continually still had within our own household. Um, 
and those issues continue to even you know with our own personal experiences so just because people stopped talking about it didn't really mean that it went away right this is an everyday thing this is everyday life unfortunately for a lot of people uh, i wanted to continue to have meaningful and genuine conversations surrounding the importance of equity and celebrating diversity and just being a good human uh, because these are all important things. Uh, so back to the, the tour de la Cotte. I told you yeah. I'd get back there. Right? <laughs> um, so knowing what a huge challenge that was, I wanted to attempt it and use that hike as a way to begin conversations with people around me. Um, that's what initially birthed the idea of a hike for healing as healing mm -hmm. is what is needed to move forward. Healing the community, um, and healing, right? And our relationships yes, with each other. Absolutely. Yes, uh, spot on. Uh, and healing begins with a conversation, right? So I, I talked to my buddy steps into doing it with me. Um, with a reason other than just because we wanted to go do this crazy long hike. Um, so that did prompt a lot of those, a lot more conversation. It was something I was able to talk about um, with my colleagues at work, um, with, you know, other acquaintances and then tell them why mm -hmm. we were doing that. Hey, we're doing this big thing. Here's why. And, and that prompted, you know, more valuable conversations after that. So on the front side, it worked for what my initial goal was. Um, and in some of those conversations with a lot of those people, a lot of them wanted to help. They wanted to contribute in some way to support um, and some even to come out and hike with us because they were, you know, uh, we were in conversation. They, they were really wanting to be a part in some way. So that's where Hike for Healing really was born. Um, and to keep, you know, this other part short, we were successful in completing the Tour de la Cotte. Um, and of particular note, that first hike that I mentioned earlier that took us uh, about 12 hours in total, that was the first route we did on the tour, those two trails. And we did it in less than five hours when we did the tour wow. uh, last June. Um, and that, you know, counting all of our rest time and everything. So we made a significant change in, in our approach to the trail and, and, you know, in our physical capability in doing so. Um, I, I think there's, there's a sense to, I think you can tie a lot of that together because there is some, um, I'm not only the physical part of, you know, hiking and all of that, but in, in a lot of ways, I think about personally, you have to do a lot of self healing, um, to deal with and to understand uh, the greater part of healing uh, within our community. So I, I see it as a twofold thing of, you know, kind of the individual and then like, okay, you have to, you have to get yourself right to be able to do, you know, oh, to absolutely. understand. Yeah. A lot of, mm -hmm. a lot of self-reflection um, yeah. in that. And, and that's, you know, part of the, the conversation too is, just to spawn that thought for for people to do that self-reflection and kind of see where they're at in this world and what changes that you may be able to make yourself um, in how you go through life. So what um, were those, uh, you know, you go through that, you go through, you know, the Tour de la Conte and um, 
were you surprised, uh, I guess, by the conversations you were having? Like, how did it, how did it affect you kind of as you were, um, you know, going and as it progressed, right? As you know, kind of you're, you're starting this goal and then you're, you know, telling, like you said, your coworkers, this and that, but at some point you're also talking to strangers. You're talking to people that, sure. you know, you meet on the trail and, you know, how, how did those conversations evolve? Um, well, wonderfully, um, while we were doing the, the tour de Wakan, on that trail, um, you know, there was a, uh, like I've, I mentioned a couple of folks that, that had joined us. Um, one of them was wearing, you know, the t-shirt from last year while he was on the hike, which was, you know, kind of the intent, you know, who should do that. Um, a, a hiker coming up, we were coming down the Alam Cave Trail and I, uh, a couple coming up saw his shirt. It was like, oh, hike for healing. What is that? Um, and he's like, well, it's, you know, this thing here is why we're hiking. And he looked up at me and he's like, that guy right there, that's the one you need to need to talk to uh, about that. He'll tell you a whole lot more than I can. But we were able to have, you know, I, I was happy to stop um, not only because I needed to rest because we at that point we were nearing mile 30. Um, but I was happy to have that conversation. That was the point. Even if we didn't finish the hike. It was to have another conversation and that being with a complete stranger um, just went to a different level with me. Um, because who knows what that person took away from that, what conversations that they had, even potentially later that day as they continued hiking up uh, and summited themselves. This is, you know, when you get to the top, there's a lot of people around. Um, there you go and sign the logbook and, and that sort of thing. You know, it's a great experience, but there's, you know, hikers are friendly people in general. People strike up conversation all the time. Well, hopefully that might have been part of that conversation. Um, kind of the same thing when we summited the first time. It was right after 6 a.m. It was about 6.15 um, in the morning and people staying at the lodge, you know, some of them had already gotten up and went out to Myrtle Point to watch sunrise and, and that sort of thing. But they saw us hiking up the trail. It's like, oh, you guys are up early. Well, yes, we are. And here's why. This is what we're doing today. And, and here's why. Um, like, oh, that's awesome. You know, that that's great. Um, all of that happening in the moment was such a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, and to be honest, I, I thought that last year's hike was a one and done. This That was really the intent was to, we're going to go do this big thing. We're going to train for it. We're going to do it. Now it's done. Um, and now we can just enjoy hiking for what it is. You know, uh, again, um, in reality, I've had more conversation after the fact, um, after we did that, after we completed it, um, than I ever did before. Um, able to share that journey. Uh, of course, you know, I'm on YouTube, so we recorded that. Um, I got to, uh, you know, call out a lot of people that were supporters in the video, um, you know, with social media, there was conversation in there. But one of the greatest things, um, uh, two very quick stories is, you know, oftentimes we'll have dress down days at work. Well, I wore a t-shirt from last year, one of those days I went to um, the cafe that we have on campus. Um, and the lady working in the cafe that rang me up that day is like, oh, hike for healing. What's that? 
I was able to very quickly explain what it was like, oh, that's awesome. We need more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, just more, more conversation. The, uh, um, the trip video from last year, um, there's a, a comment on there from someone who just a uh, random stranger, you know, that just happened upon the video that watched it. So what we were doing that comment is like, oh, this is awesome. You guys rock. I, I would love to just start a hike for healing in my own local area. This is so needed. Can you help me organize this? Uh, so a lot more things like that began to happen. Um, so that thought of a, a one and done kind of dissipated um, <laughs> as it became much, much bigger, you know, as time went along. So we were, you know, at this point, we're a bit earlier in planning. Um, there's already a lot more support at this point than there was for the whole hike last year. Um, so we've you know, kind of re-up the website, got a, a lot of things going um, with that. Um, and this year's hike will be a bit different because of other people that wanted to be part of, you know, hiking any part of Mount Lacan, it, it's not easy for anyone. Mm-mm. Yeah. Right? It, it's, it's a challenging hike. The shortest route to summit is about five and a half miles, and it's not easy at all. Well, wanted to make it more accessible. You know, I don't expect people to come out and hike 45 miles. Um, you know, you can, if you want to, I'll be right there. Right. But that's not an expectation. You know, that's my own challenge to be able to go and to, uh, to do that. So we've, um, this year in planning, um, we're looking at, uh, we're planning on actually not looking at, um, completing segment one of the mountains to sea trail in its entirety, uh, in less than 24 hours. Okay. Because yes. And I was, that was one of the points I was going to bring up because I'm like, oh, the, the MST is in your backyard <laughs> as well. Yes, so, it is. So, so f- uh, for people who have no idea what the Mountains of Sea Trail is, give them a quick kind of overview of, of what it is. Oh, sure. Um, the Mountains to Sea Trail is uh, the North Carolina State Trail. It runs 1,175 miles across the entire state of North Carolina. Um, and holds to its namesake. It starts right in the mountains at the state line in the Smokies at Kauai, otherwise known as Clingman's Dome. Um, and it runs through mountain sections through the Piedmont and it ends at Jockey's Ridge on the Outer Banks at the coast. Uh, so 1,175 miles across the entire state of North Carolina. Um, the, the trail is split into sections. Oh, yeah. Um, I was Because I was going to lead into like, so yeah. what is segment one? Yeah, so it is split into 18 different segments. Um, and, you know, there are varying lengths, but they run, there's, you know, four or five mountain segments um, and then the Piedmont and then the coastal. So segment one is the uh, westernmost segment of the Mountains to Sea Trail. Um, it begins or ends at the western terminus, which is at Kauai Klingman's Dome. Um, the first four miles runs uh, at you know, on the same trail with the Appalachian Trail, and then it turns down um, and goes into more of North Carolina there. Um, so 40, right at 47 miles, it runs from Clingman's Dome to Water Rock Knob on the Blue Ridge Parkway. So right at 47 miles in total for segment one. Um, but one of the great things is this section, uh, segment one, is much more accessible for hikers of really any skill level. Uh, the trail comes down into uh, the edge of Cherokee at the Econolupti Visitor Center that is 
frequented by a lot of people um, and shares a, a part of that trail with the Conalucky River Trail. That trail, that segment of trail is as flat as the floor of my house. Um, you're in the valley. You, you've got the visitor center there, the Mountain Farm Museum, the elk come out in that field there. Literally anyone can come out and hike that piece of that with us if you want to physically okay. participate. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Can we like just do, you know, like that piece, like, you know, maybe someone, you know, can't do the technical mountain piece, but, uh, you know, wants to participate and hike along with you? Absolutely. Um, there are several other uh, notable day hikes. Um, and when I say day hikes, I don't mean 20 miles like I normally do. <laughs> I know. Uh, but you know, you know, two to three mile uh, day hikes that are documented, you know, that are, are very, very nice, um, great sections of trail, great views. You don't have to do, like I said earlier, 47 miles. That segment I was talking about um, at a kind of lefty is uh, that section that's shared with the kind of lefty river trail is only three quarters of a mile. Um, that just about anyone can get out and do that. Um, there are a couple of uh, families that are coming with very small kids. Um, one, you know, their son is uh, about to turn three years old. He can get out and walk that section and enjoy that. And it's not technical. It is kind of walking on a maintained trail through a field. It's very flat, very enjoyable. Um, so literally anyone can come out and be part of it in that way um, if you want to physically be there. Well, that's that's one of the, the reasons we chose the Mountains to Sea Trail is because of the accessibility and specifically with segment one. Uh, another reason for choosing the Mountains to Sea Trail is that um, the Mountains to Sea Trail in and of itself is very diverse uh, just by its own nature. Um, and the organization, the Friends of the Mountains to Sea Trail, uh, they are very public um, and how heavily committed they are to promoting access and diversity, inclusion and equity um, to the trail itself and the lands that were given to be part of that trail, um, knowing where that came from and the diverse nature of those lands and those individuals as well. So that's kind of a secondary reason why it's important that we're using the Mountains to Sea Trail, uh, because this aligns with a lot of their uh, their vision for access for all. I would think that everyone participating, you know, are you, are you providing, you know, some information, some, um, you know, helping with talking points so that everyone could have those conversations uh, with others on the trail and, you know, when they're wearing their shirt, um, you know, what are some ways you can start the conversation? Because sometimes, I mean, I'm going to be honest, you know, uh, I personally, it's like sometimes you just don't know what to say or how to um, introduce a topic. And um, especially in a way that it's, you know, something that um, could be divisive. And so you're trying to think of, okay, how do we look at this from a point of unity and unifying? So, you know, what are some things that you say to recommend kind of getting started? Um, well, with that, I, I, the biggest piece of that is just be a real person, be genuine uh, in that, you know, don't try to force that conversation because if someone's not ready to have that conversation, they're not going to, and it's not going to go well. Um, 
you know, just something as simple as wearing a shirt, you know, wait for that question to come to you. Um, if someone asks you, oh, hike for healing, what is that? Then you have that open door to begin what that conversation is. Oh, it's this hike that is promoting awareness to, to heal division um, and, and cultural insensitivities or however you want to go down that path. Whoever you're having that conversation with will then either politely, generally politely dismiss the conversation at that point, knowing that's the subject matter, or they will engage themselves. Um, and then it's just being a, a real person um, with that. And again, just being genuine in the conversation of this is why we're doing this. You know, we don't, we're not trying to preach to, you know, a, a congregation to, to say this, 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 and, you know, beat our fist on that table. Uh, not that that's not warranted it in some cases, mind <laughs> you, but uh, it, that's really not the point. Just be a real person because these are real people out hiking, just like these are real people that are struggling with, you know, this day in, day out, um, that they're faced with these issues uh, on a daily basis. Yeah, no, I, that's, uh, that's good. And a good advice and good way to put it, um, in general, just, you know, being yourself talking about things like how you would see it and, you know, experiences maybe you've personally had, um, you know, because we've, uh, many of us have been faced with, with different, you know, challenges or, you know, um, as a Hispanic woman, I can, you know, relate to, to certain ways of feeling like the outsider and, uh, you know, struggling and, but then also feeling like, you know, I'm not the outsider and, you know, you know, looking like, uh, just from the outside people, you know, say, oh, well, no, she's not an outsider. She doesn't, she doesn't understand this. So yeah, so I can totally right. relate that, uh, it's a very personal conversation of, uh, and we all have different experiences with it. We do. And that's another, you know, huge point. Everyone has their own experience and my experience isn't going to be your experience, but there's still value in yours and in mine. Everyone has a story and everyone's story is their story and there's still value in that story. When are you, uh, so when is this happening? When are you doing the, the segment one? Um, this one is happening on June 19th. Okay. Uh, 2023. All right. Um, so kind of intentional on the date uh, for those that know you'll get that. Um, but also kind of a secondary reason is we're near the summer solstice. So as much daylight as we can get, we appreciate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a good, yeah, <laughs> that's, you're going to need the daylight. Um, but you'll have your, you'll have your, uh, your headlamps as well, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so how can people get involved? Are there ways that people can support whether by, you know, maybe sponsoring, um, donating, buying a shirt to wear? What are the ways that, you know, if someone can't be there in person, what are ways that, you know, someone a couple thousand miles away can still, um, you know, be there in spirit with you? Um, all of those things. So initially, we appreciate the encouragement. Um, and, and the biggest thing you can do before we get into any of those other pieces is just have a conversation with the people around you. If you approach it, 
you know, with a, a genuine attitude and an open heart, not just an open mind, then, you know, you're going to have a positive conversation that's going to come out of that. So that's the biggest thing is just have conversations. Um, because again, healing is going to begin with that conversation. Um, kind of second to that, um, if you just go to the website, bootsonthetrail.com, um, we do have several options there. You can contact me individually if you want to. Uh, there's a registration on the website. If you want to come out and hike with us, any portion of that, if you want to um, support in other ways, uh, you can sponsor a resupply or aid station. Um, that is one way. There's a few folks that are doing that that can't hike, but they still want to come out and be a part. Um, so they're going to set up, you know, a, a little table as come by to kind of resupply. Um, you can buy t-shirts of many colors like this one here. Uh, That's a sweet shirt. And, I like it. <laughs> oh, thank you. We have several colors. I just got another one in today for my daughter. That is a, uh, raspberry Heather and ah. she loves it. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's several colors there. There's hoodies. Um, actually I don't have one here with me. I have it at work because I use it at work to walk around <laughs> with. I have coffee mugs this year. Uh, with the logo on it. It's all conversation starters um, uh, with that. And you can just simply donate. That option is there as well. Um, any other ideas anyone has, please you know, feel free to, to reach out. I, I'm open to hear any of that in any other way that you would like to be a part or support. You can join the hike in a lot of different ways. Um, do you, are you partnering with any organizations that you want to call out right now? Um, yes, yeah, so the uh, Mountains to Sea Trail, the Friends of the Mountains to Sea Trail um, have been very gracious. So we, it's not on the website yet. We will actually have a hike jersey uh, that I will be wearing. Um, so I'm not hiking in a cotton T-shirt all day. Um, and any a hiker of uh, any intelligence knows why. Um, but with that, we will actually have the Mountains to Sea Trail logo on there, um, you know, and fully supported by them. Um, I am a... Uh, a proud member of the Carolina Mountain Club, um, who are also big supporters. There, um, I, there's conversations. There's a lot of participating members in the actual hike, um, and potentially a an organizational sponsored um, aid station um, there from the Carolina Mountain Club. Um, any of the the proceeds that come in. Um, I, I will say this as well. Any of those proceeds that do come in, um, there's, this is not a, a profit thing. You know, we're just, you can support us in what we do, um, you know, get yourself some, uh, some merch and you can, you know, have that conversation starter yourself. But anything above our expenses, all of that money will go right back into Pathways to Parks. Uh, Pathways to Parks mission is to uh, specifically get um, help to get uh, BIPOC individuals in outdoor spaces. Um, that is their, their mission, their goal. Any of the proceeds outside of our expenses, any of the, and I hate to use the term profit uh, in, in conjunction with this because it's not really the idea there, um, but any proceeds outside of the expense of, of doing uh, this hike will go directly to Pathways to Parks um, just to, uh, help them further their own mission. Um, and actually can read that off to you. Cool. I have that pulled right up here. If you would like. Yes. 
Um, so the vision of uh, Pathways to Parks is to motivate Americans of color to get outdoors and enjoy the benefits of nature uh, in all of our parks. Uh, Pathways to Parks encourages Black, Hispanic, Native American, and other people of color to become interested in and take care and take care of and ownership of America's public lands. Um, national parks do belong to all of us, so why not use them? Thank you so much for having me. So um, how can people, um, you mentioned, you know, your website, but, you know, what are the ways for people to follow you um, and uh, just to connect? Um, I'm on, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm actually very new to Instagram. This is my old showing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I have like, you know, four followers, so you can come be the number five. (laughs) Uh, but you'll find me quite easily uh, with Boots on the Trail uh, at both of those places and on YouTube as well uh, at Boots on the Trail on YouTube as well. All right. Well, I will put links in the show notes for that. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Um, thank you for sharing uh, what you're doing. And um, I'm excited to get that message out there and to raise some awareness as well with listeners. Um, so thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. So guys, if you are in the North Carolina and Tennessee area, I really encourage you to participate on June 19th out at segment one. Links are in the show notes for all of the information that Lee talked about, his website, how you can participate. And if you can't be there in person, you can support what they're doing in many ways. Um, For instance, you can shop on his website and uh, get some merchandise and show your support for Hike for Healing. All right, so I will be back. I have to do some recording of new episodes here in the next week or so. So if you know of a great topic, if there's someone you want me to bring on the show, drop me a line, hikepodcast at gmail.com or find me on social media at the Hike Podcast. And if you want to tell your story, well, I would love to share it. So until next time, see you on the trail.